Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is my truth. Tell me yours on this episode. I spoke with Alex and Evan Paquin from the band Doug. Uh, Alex and Evan are brothers. Um, they play in the New Hampshire-based band Doug. Um, I've actually known both these guys their entire lives because I uh, grew up with their mom and known their dad the whole time, like from before they were born up until now. And uh, yeah, um, it was a lot of fun talking to these guys. Um, they're uh, young men who have grown up around music their entire lives and make music together. And yeah, it was a lot of fun chatting with them. So hopefully you enjoy this conversation with Alex and Evan Paquin. Evan and Alex Paquin from the band Doug. Um, for the, normally, we only have one person at a time. So for people listening, so you can distinguish, uh, Evan is the tall one and Alex has blonde hair. So now you can tell the difference. Well, Evan has no hair. So each of you <laughs> say your name so people know who's talking. I'm Alex. And I'm Evan. And if Ooh, this is the worst thing that you're ever hearing, you're correct. <laughs> that's, that's wrong. Yeah. The, yeah Scott so doesn't far. normally do two people, but when he does, they make sure they sound exactly the same. <laughs> well, I had that I actually had that experience um like a month ago. I recorded um with uh, Adam McGrath from the band Caven and mm-hmm. Second time I had had him on, but then I was going back. Like I always check in before I like deliver the files to the producer and blah 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 to to make sure it sounds fine. And I'm listening to it, and it took me 15 seconds to figure out which one was me. And I was like, I've never realized before that our voices sound so similar. And I was like, I feel really bad for him. <laughs> he just sit across the table talking to someone who sounds exactly like him. Right, right. So so you guys are, and I think I, I think I already said this to you, you guys are the first uh, multi-generational um, guests on this podcast because I had your dad on several years ago. Um, your father's also a musician. So hurrah. I've had, you are the third set of siblings? No, wait. Yes, yes. If I'm counting two of my siblings. <laughs> I, think, I believe they count. Yeah, uh, yes, because I've had two of my brothers on here. But you're the first set of siblings I've had on at the same time. Yes. Yes, and we're learning very quickly why that is the case. <laughs> first and last. All right, so anyway, so we'll get the question out of the way that I'm sure you guys get more than anything. Um, the band's called Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. The band is called so, Doug. So none of the guys in the band are called Doug. No. So we are all Doug? Doug. Together we make one big like Gundam. <laughs> right. <laughs> what and part of the Gundam are you? On the head, obviously. No, there's only four of us, and there's only oh, four appendages, right. so we're each alone. You're limb. both arms. Oh, that makes sense. That's even more useful than the head, yeah. so you shouldn't be offended. <laughs> so are you like the shoulders up, and then he's the arms? Shoulders are part of your arms. Yeah, no, I'm definitely the so whole like, shoulders. Like, if you move your arm, your shoulder moves. Yeah. That's fair. So you are I'm literally like a, I'm like just a neck in the head. head. Yeah. yeah. I can the, do this. Who's the torso? I guess Ben's the torso, because he's always shown off that midriff. <laughs> and then Lucas is the legs. This makes sense. Actually. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm into that. We all should right. reassign. We should reassign all of our names just based on our Gundam part. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So Does that answer your question. I mean, it's like, it, it certainly it certainly is an answer, <laughs> and it's certainly entertaining. Oh, I will tell you. I, I'm trying to decide if I should give you. No, I'm not going to give you four warnings. So there's at the end of the uh-huh. conversation. There's like. Fixed questions, which is a new feature on this uh-huh. podcast this season. Um, but I should have um, done my homework. Well, so who, how, who came up with the name? I mean, me and Evan both came up with the name. Um, we thought we were doing a one-off show at 3S Art Space with uh, Fly Spanish Fly and yeah. Evans to Mergentroid. Mergentroid. Evans to Mergentroid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. close enough. Um, and so we we're like, this would be pretty funny. Yeah, you know, whatever. And so we printed all these shirts because it was you know pretty funny right 
Um, and then it was we a do good the show. bit. Yeah, it was right. a good bit. Right. And then we got stuck with it because um, your brother, Chris Chase, was yeah. like, you want to come record at my studio for free? Yeah. Like, oh. More importantly, Chris Chase didn't even see our set. Sure. <laughs> Just people came up to him and was like, hey, you missed the greatest set of a band called Doug. And he's like, well, I got to see what this is about. Sure. Yeah. And then we recorded that EP that I now hate. Well, that's okay. But you know, means we've grown as people. Yeah, that was like that was 2020? twenty twenty. That was no, that was right October now. of twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. We recorded yeah. so in February of twenty twenty. Fifteen. I was like sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I was like eighteen. No. Right. Yes. 18. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I'd be twenty. I was twenty. I don't know what age is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're four years apart. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a great set. I was at I was at one of those shows. Uh, so was that your guys' first shows? No. Uh, yes. Uh, as a band, as collectively, a band, yes. yes. All right. But not individually. No, we've been playing music in other high school bands our entire high school. Gotcha. Had, had you guys been in a band together before that? We played um, a few house parties together. But yeah. That, that was it. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was essentially, it was your first gig playing in front of people who didn't necessarily know you yes. beforehand. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because I was, I, I think those were both sold out shows too. They were. Oh, well, I just <laughs> little P just came out. And there's a gentleman. Uh, there's a gentleman. Uh, what is? Is he? Saying, I can't tell what he's doing. Uh, for those of you listening at home, so we're recording at my house, and there's a gentleman. Um, he's here to directly in the center of the window. Yeah, but. I, <laughs> Yeah, very much looks like he's just peeing right now. Like I just don't want to look name. too close. Uh, uh, <laughs> he definitely just peed in the backyard. Um, he huh. peed on the house as well. Yeah, which That's is funny because he picked uh, a spot directly in front of a window. Oh, thank yeah. God. Oh, he's right there. Okay, cool. I'm just waiting for him to look over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. Well, that's fun. That's, uh, yeah, we'll see. This is a long pee. This is what he's done. He just like put his gloves on. He's got earplugs in, but hasn't turned to his right at all. Wow. This this may have just turned into the best podcast. Ever. I'm so bad, bad, or I'm so mad that this is okay. an audio medium because that truly I was going, we cannot recreate it. What's What's amazing is like so he was told that the the garage door. And the, the door in the kitchen is unlocked, so if he needs to use the bathroom, he could come in. And I'm sure he's like, that's fine, I'm just going to piss in your yard. It's, right in front of the window. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Which is, um, yeah, it's funny. Because the house right behind there, uh, a friend of mine I went to high school with lives there, which I, I, we had been neighbors for like six months. And it wasn't until I was up in Vermont visiting another friend and he was visiting at the same time and he's like do you live in new market i was like yeah he's like where so i tell him and he's like oh like you guys have that old not in use pool i was like yeah i was like how do you know that and he's like uh i live right behind you he's like i'm assuming your window is the one with all the star wars crap inside of it i'm like that that is correct sir (laughs) which is funny because we haven't we like we're like we got to get together we got to hang out we haven't done that since then <laughs> less but, than 100 feet yeah we like look we've got a very accommodating yard it's very comfortable to pee in <laughs> so, uh, yeah that's uh oh man yeah that's it's the new hotness here yes yeah, <laughs> the yeah. happening spot that is uh wow that was fun um so when you guys booked like when you decided to do the shows was the was the band, were you planning on doing stuff other than that where you're like, hey, we formed this band, hey, we've got these gigs, or did you form the band because of the gigs or kind of? Form the band because of the gigs. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we really thought we were just going to do it once. Sure. Um, the original lineup, like, we did not think was going to exist for very long at all. Okay. I, mean, it, it, I guess it didn't. Yeah. Um, but because we, we replaced our guitar player at some point with yeah. Ben LeBeau now, who is. Yeah. Great. So Ben didn't play at those shows. No, no, okay. the first two shows he didn't. Well, yeah. So it was three S, and then we played um, Flight Coffee. Flight Coffee with Champa, a uh, uh, high school <laughs> reggae band. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. totally perfect. Uh, Very <laughs> a reggae band in flight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, yeah. It was the, they were pretty good. It 
it was the son of the owner of Flight at the time. Oh, okay. It's changed hands now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Jackson Bauer. Yeah, Jack Bauer. Is he? He now does. He <laughs> He's in Lazy Bird. Lazy Bird. That's what. Dirty Bird. Dirty Bird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, they tour all around Vermont and New England. So, so you guys recorded the EP, which you hate, uh, yes. with my brother, yeah. um, who we love. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we're setting this straight. Right. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's not... We, hate we don't it hate, hate it because of it. No, 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 yeah, because, no. you know, it's old and... I was 16. Man. Sure. Wrote it. Yeah. So you... So Alex, you're the singer and one of the guitar players. Yes. In the band. Um, so are you the primary songwriter? For our current stuff, yeah, I wrote. Gotcha. Like, almost everything. Was everything on that first EP, was it more of a collaborative effort or... Uh, no. No? First EP was still pretty much well. all me. So that's why you there, probably hate it more than everyone else, because of the yeah. stuff you wrote. There was definitely, remember. like, some, imp- like, um, on some of the songs, there was, like, someone played a riff, and I was like, oh, okay. Sure. Something. Um, oh, the worst song that we hate the most, actually, was a collaborative effort. Yeah, the worst <laughs> song that we hate the most. Um, the goofy one. That's for those to guess at home. Yeah. Well, it's kind of obvious. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious when you say goofy, right. yeah. Um, yeah, that was a collaborative effort. And then there was the song uh, Downtown, which we're redoing for the new album yeah. that uh, Ben wrote the main verse riff for. Okay. Um, and yeah, we turned it into a song. So did Ben play on the EP or was it there? Ben did okay. play on the EP, All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so is that still available on digital platforms or? It is. Yes, sir. I hear it a might, It might not be for long. Like, so you don't want to keep a couple we'll of posterity? We'll leave it on Bandcamp forever. Okay. Um, I'm thinking once the new album comes out, we might take it off of the other stuff. Sure. Did you release it physically too, or did you? No. I think we made one CD and right. sent it to Roadkill. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. From WHEB. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah. the station. It's <laughs> so much more of WHEB. From Roadkill. Yeah. Oh, of course. Send Roadkill. Roadkill. Well, yeah. you know, I. I sometimes get confused for not that we look or sound anything alike, but our both of us, our first name is Scott. Mm. Like his oh. real name is Scott. And sometimes when I go into Bull Moose music, they're like, hey, we got some of your special orders in. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I'm old and I still buy music on physical media and have them order stuff for me, which he also does too. But we have very little crossover in our musical stuff. So they like show me stuff. I'm like, no, my last name's Chase. And they're like, Oh, oh, right. Sorry. I was like, this is roadkills. Like, All right. And it's usually like metal and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was really hoping it was going to be like Cindy Lopper or something. No. Just out of fun. Like no. real out. There was something, I'm trying to remember what it was. This was like five or six years ago. It was a super limited edition thing that was like one and done pressing. And I had them pre-ordered for me. And the opposite thing happened where he came in and they're like, we got a special order for you. And he's like, Oh, cool. It wasn't like, I didn't order this. He yeah. was like, sweet. And so he got it. So when I came in, I was like, hey, did this ever come in? And they're like, no, we can't order that. I'm like, I literally had you order it like six months ago. And then they like did the back. And they're like, ooh, our bad. <laughs> so we uh, gave that to. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what can you do for me? They're like, mm, nothing. I was like, oh, this feels good. <laughs> yeah. So Roadkiller has one of your limited edition. Yeah, questions. I think it was like it. I think it's like a Depeche Mode live thing. So you know, I mean, it's fine. You're not going to burn down everything. No, I, I no longer listen to WHEB because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to HEB before that. So uh, you know, you know. All right, so going so going back, um, like how old were each of you guys when you started playing music? Like obviously, you grew up in a music. Yeah. yeah. Household. Um, was it was it something that early on you're like, oh, this is something our dad does. It's something that I want to do or Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had one life plan my whole life. Yeah. And that's be a musician. Yeah. Um I started playing guitar when I was like six or eight or yeah. something. Yeah. You wrote wow. the best song of all time. Are the and it's been downhill ever since. We don't have to talk about that song. We can't talk. Why not? Okay, well now we have to. We're talking about that song. I walked into uh, the kitchen. And I said, to "My dad, dad wrote a song." He went, "Okay, let's hear it." I went, "This is the whole song." There was, I wasn't holding a guitar or anything. Sure. I just sang this. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't do my warm ups. Sorry. <laughs> I went. I'm a giant. I'm a giant. I big you small. I big you small. I did that like maybe like two or three more times. Yeah. That's that a pretty the, good one. That was the whole song. 
That would yeah. that would easily go platinum. It's not even a question. <laughs> we sang it for years afterwards and continue yeah. to this day. <laughs> yep. But I started I started playing guitar very young, but then I stopped because I didn't like practicing. Yeah. Which is silly because I what else was there that I did at the time? Like all it was was practice. And I got lessons from uh John MC. Okay. For yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um and John I, McCormick, the guitar player from Fly Spanish Fly. Yes. Yeah. Wizardus and and more, more, <laughs> anything else? Wheel of, Wheel of Awesome. Wheel of Awesome. And also sold this house to this my store. parents. <laughs> John MC of oh, selling me this house fame. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I stopped for the most part and picked it up back and packed back up in like high school, eighth grade. Right on. Right on. Oh, my story. Yeah, I uh, was a very nervous child and uh, continued to be so to this day. Yeah, uh, and. I always loved music and playing music, but I didn't really actually start really picking up a specific instrument and practicing it until like junior junior year of high school, I think is when I was like, oh, I can play the bass. That's a thing. I, like sure. I had frequently been handed a bass and then like messed around on it and then didn't think about it for like a couple months or whatever. Yeah. And that was kind of a repeating process. And then finally dad handed me like, the bass that I have to this day, like the one bass that I have. And he's like, here, take this and like learn an instrument right. <laughs> since you're seeing interest. So I, yeah, I started like practicing bass in, yeah, junior year. Well, probably sophomore, junior year, but uh, senior year then, like pretty much right out the gate of like September senior year, like multiple people were like, so you play bass? You want to play bass in my band? Because believe it or not, they're, not all people just want to play bass. Yeah, there's no bass there's no players. bass players, much in the same way there's very few drummers. Right. Uh, yeah, so then I started playing more, like, uh, consistently and practicing, and then, yeah, pretty much. And, and what's playing. that bass's name? Oh, Frank, well, that's Franken-Bass. Yeah. Right? Because I'm Franken-Bass's monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's a common misconception. Right. We call it that because the bass is an amalgamation of uh, a Fender J and a Fender P. Yeah. The next... A P, the body's a J. It doesn't make any sense. Did your, did your dad construct it? Or no, was it? it was found that way in like the late 90s. Yeah. I presume. Maybe the mid 90s. I don't know. But it was just, yeah, found that way. Sometime in the 1900s. Sometime in, yeah, sometime in the 20th century. <laughs> right. Yes. It was uh, found that way. For like, cheap as well. Dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a little weirdo. No. Was, was, that, great, so. was that your dad's first base? No. I don't. Definitely not. No. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. Yeah, because because I mean, your dad. When I first met him, was a horn player. I don't know if he had ever played bass at that point. But he might have. From my memory, he started playing bass either midway through college or right out of college. Sure. It was yeah. He definitely was a primary horn player in high school. Like only played horn in high school. Right. And right. College yeah. with Fly. Yeah, I think horn. I think he was either I think. When I met your dad, it was I think he was still in college or right right afterwards or whatnot, mm. but I don't remember. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, so you started earlier, Alex. Uh, I said you, but I can't see who I'm pointing. So you started much earlier yeah. than than he did, but um, but you've also done. You guys have both done some sort of. Um, behind the scenes music, like you worked for a production company. Yep. I worked uh, for a production company over in Derry for uh, several years. Before that, I'd also like just kind of like helped out on other various projects because, like, hey, Evan, you know music and sure. sound. I'm like, kind of sure. Right. And I'm like, do this. Yeah. So, yes, I worked in. Well, and you're pretty good at troubleshooting. I mean, case in point, you, um, you ran sound at the last. Mouth Almighty event that I did last summer, mm -hmm. um, and you know there were some some technical difficulties, and you know you guys worked on the fly, and uh, no pun intended, and uh, <laughs> made it work. But and you also um, you did some 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 road work yeah, uh, with my, your with your dad's band. Yep. Yeah, tour guitar teching. Yeah, for, how was bit. that experience? It was a blast. Nice, I loved it. Nice. Um, no, that's all. I Mostly all I have to say about that. Yeah. A weird thing that yeah. happened a lot was like local crews loved stealing picks. Yeah. Didn't even have to be like 
signature picks or anything. Sure. Just, just like stealing them. Just like regular like black Dunlop picks. And I'm like, why? Why do you want that? Right. And they would steal them like by the handful. And they would be like, oh, I don't have any of those. And they're like, what the hell, guys? Like, we need those. They, they do sell those at stores. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Like, no one's played these. They're in the tech box. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can say that they're from this tour, but I don't it's know. just a black guitar. It's pick. just a black guitar pick. I can uh, say that just as easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's weird. Strange. I mean, I have a couple picks that I've gotten at shows over the years, but like almost all of them are also not signature ones. It's just like a you know, you yeah. know Dunlop or whatever. Yeah, and like I know what it is, but it's like. If I ever wanted to try and sell it, there's no way to prove it. The yeah. significance is with you, not right. Exactly. Else. So that's that's such a weird thing. Was that something that because that came together pretty quickly, right? They yeah. Were, yeah. They were on the road and they just all of a sudden had a need for a guitar tech. Yep. Um, and they called me and then they flew me out like three days later. Right on. Is that something that you guys had ever talked about before? Is that something you had expressed an interest in, or was like, hey, I know you. This is something you could do. Do you want to do this? We maybe talked about it a little bit when I was in high school, um, just because I had I had an interest in touring because yeah. you know it's interesting, sure, um, but not really in depth at all. Yeah, it was just kind of like, well, actually, um, my dad said that he almost called me or you to be his bass tech for that tour because he wasn't sure about his bass tech right yeah. when they were in mm-hmm. uh, pre pro, but he ended up being a great bass tech, Grug. Love Grug. Nice. Great dude. Um, but yeah, so that was the most that we ever talked about. Like, very yeah. small amount. And they just kind of called me and was like... He actually called me first and went, Hey, they're going to call you and ask you to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it was a blast. We were like, down in the South. I had never been to the South. Yeah. I still feel like I've never been to the South. All I saw was the inside of, like... Venues. Venues, yeah. How far South did you go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the states I was in. Right. It was uh, warmer. That's all. I it was recall. warmer. Actually, oh, actually, it was around this time last year, and sure. I love spring. Yeah. And I left, and I came back, and it was summer, and I yeah. was so bummed. Because you missed out on. I missed out on spring. spring. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I would imagine it was a uh, southeast, right, or was it the southwest? Southeast. <laughs> Southeast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that it was probably close to summer weather already. It was, yeah. yeah. It was like 80 yeah. degrees most yeah. days down Just there. skip the whole 60 to 75 yeah. range. Well, I mean, I just I was down in Florida in February, and it was already in the 80s then. So that yeah. was, you know, two and a half months ago. Yeah. So I mean, luckily also, it was cold in the venues, and that's where I was most of the time. Yeah. Really, the thing that I was dreading the most was the grunt work but yeah. then all local crews do all that so sure. I, I was just had to worry about teching which was pretty awesome right on right on some of the those the other things some of the local crews had like older guys that's not like taking orders sure especially from a 19 year old yeah. at the time we understand that at the time <laughs> it's the same thing yeah. an 18 year old be like okay you guys this trust over here i need you to I just go by. I was like, just be like really you got to pick up the drum rack like this. And they're like, okay. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're like, let's go already. And I was like, we can't because you're going to break the damn truck rack. That's right. on you, bud. Drum rack, not truck rack. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's funny because like, so I did a couple stints working at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom for several years. And it's usually the stage crew, like the production crew tends to be younger guys and the people who have been there for a long time and keep coming back are usually like security and stuff like that. And it's, but a lot of times they're used for like general, like muscle, like loading in stuff like that. And yeah. they have no idea how to handle equipment that can get damaged yeah. and stuff like that. And, but yeah, it, I, I feel like production people tend to be younger because if you're any good at it, you usually move up and on to you know usually yeah. like private you know yeah. you know yeah. a band's like hey you know what you're doing you want to come work for us for the summer or yeah. stuff like that that is pretty much the trajectory like a lot of the guys i worked with were my age i worked with a couple people that were like a year or two younger than me and i was you know 18 19 so right. it was yeah it's yeah. just a lot of young guys who are like you know are really passionate and interested in the stuff and they just you know, get really yeah. really good at it yeah do either of you guys have any interest in like pursuing that 
further at any point or if I'm a musician or I'm nothing. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it and I was like, eh, nothing like I, this is all interesting stuff and I enjoy troubleshooting and putting like things together like this. But yeah. like this ultimately like is not exactly what I'm looking for. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I would do it like every once in a while. Yeah. Sure. Cause it was fun and it make money. Sure. So, you know, sure. It's good. Yeah. So you guys, um, you guys have a gig coming up next week. You guys are um, playing with Scissor Fight and Tree. Yep. How'd that come about? Got a text from James J. Fortin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys want to be That's on the, the whole yes. story? <laughs> Jesus. H Crow uh, on stage with Scissor Fight. I think that's the name. He that's uses. that's oh, his stage. That's, no, 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 no. I mean, like everyone knows Jay Fortin. Is, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I think on all their albums, that's how he's credited. That's actually yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't. I think he took a bunch of pictures of you guys at the the Fly Smith Fly Heavens to Murgatroyd. Yep. He also we did a photo shoot with him a few years later. Nice. So yeah, I think that was after the. I think it was the third Mouth Almighty that you guys played at. Um, and he took pictures of that too. And then yep. I think, he, yeah, he was, he's shot a lot of bands in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yep. He's, yep. Uh, turns he, out not only is he a great guitar player, but uh, yeah, he can take a good picture. He did my senior photos too. Nice. That's, 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 not, that's cool. professional right there. Right? You know? Yeah. And, I, and when you guys were first put on the bill, I don't think Tree had been announced yet. Nope. Uh, we weren't told that at all. Yeah. I, who knows if that was in the works or not, but that's, uh, I mean, I don't think they've been a band since before either of you were born. So it's interesting yeah. to tree kept trying to follow me on Instagram. And I was so confused with what was happening. Like you personally m- months before this entire yeah. show, they kept trying to follow me on Instagram. I'm like, who is this? Oh, is your account? <laughs> my account's my account's to private. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to talk really? to anybody. Sure. If you ever meet me, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So tree kept trying to follow me. I'm like, like you know ignore 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 and then i realized we're on a bill with him i'm like oh i probably should have accepted that <laughs> at some point you're like so we'll see we'll see maybe right, after the game you. yeah <laughs> what have you done in the last quarter century we'll see. <laughs> like, yeah, you better just, hope that they don't bring that up i really hope that they don't listen to this <laughs> i hadn't heard of them at all before yeah and then i listened to a bunch of their stuff and i was like oh this is awesome yeah yeah, yeah no i think it's uh i think it's gonna be pretty interesting show it's um certainly a little little daunting uh i don't know like have you have you guys played with scissor fight before never i'd love to see like i've been to their shows yeah it's a it's an experience it it was october too so it really was they did like the whole like pumpkin head like scarecrow thing yep yeah i i think everything every single time i've seen scissor fight they've done the scarecrow into the audience thing yeah it's a Oh, that's a year-round thing? I don't know. It's, well, it may be that every time I've seen him, it's been in the fall. <laughs> I think the le- so the last time I saw a scissor fight was at the Brick House in Dover. That's um, when I saw them, too. Way back when the Brick House still played uh, and still, still had music playing. Well, there. they still play. It's just golf. Right. The Brick right. House is golf upstairs now? Yeah. It's, it's virtual like, golf. What? Yeah. I think yeah. they do laser tag there sometimes. What? Yeah. Why is it so yeah. small? It's uh well so so the very first Mouth Almighty was there and it was one of those so it was February of 2020 and uh, we didn't know what to expect and we had a huge turnout like I was really surprised like I just I had a friend who worked there and had it in with Al the guy who booked it and was like hey you've got this weekend free can my friend do his weird hodgepodge thing there and they're like sure so we didn't know what to expect we had like. I don't know, like 60 people show up. And then at the end of the night, he walks over to me with like a wad of cash. And he's like, here you go. And I was like, the hell is this? And he's like, it's your cut of the door. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, when can we have you back? So we, had, you know, we booked a date in June, I think. And then, you know, a month later, the, the world changed. And yeah. he's like, hey, there's this weird virus thing going on. We're going to, it probably won't affect the date in June, but... <laughs> um, we're just like you know we're not doing music right now and i was like okay and unfortunately they never uh they never reopened for music yeah yeah march 2020 was so because i was still working my job in the uh, production yeah gig and it was yeah it was like 
February, we were at the shop, people started kind of dropping and we're like, okay, what's happening? And then I essentially was like, hey, we don't need work for you to do for like another week. Right. And I got a call literally like maybe March 12th. And like, hey, we don't have any work for you at all right, right. now. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like we don't have anything for you. Like, I don't want to string you along for nothing. Sure. It's such a strange like... Maybe in June. Everyone said maybe in June. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. There's a little thing like, oh, but the summer will be fun. Yeah, but the summer will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. More gigs again. Yeah. And it took, it was like 18 months before there were like any live shows and all. Because we, we actually did, we did a live, live stream only Mouth Almighty thing from, yeah. from the noise floor, uh, my brother's studio because, of, you know, and then it wasn't until the following summer that, you know, people were starting to do live stuff yeah. again. That was also a bummer for us because we had just yeah. become a band. It sure. Was like December 2019 was, was like our gig at flight. And then, yeah. And, and we recorded it. February of 2020. Right. And then killed, yeah. killed the momentum. Yep. Yeah. So you guys are working on a full length. Yes. Do you have, is there a title for it? Is there a title well, you want to reveal? We'll reveal it when the album comes out. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You gotta um, pay us for exclusives, Scott. That's, that's fair. That's valid. Are we not getting paid? Oh, I'm oh, so later. sorry. <laughs> hey, we're wrapping this up. Uh, I can't pay you, but you're more than welcome to pee in the backyard. If oh, perfect. Oh, so no, just, I was just thinking that backyard looks very, very inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so your dad's producing it, recording it. Um, do you guys have a, do you know when? It's going to be done? No. <laughs> Perfect. Soon, hopefully. <laughs> that is everyone's favorite question. It's like, when's it coming out? I'm like, do you understand how editing yeah. sure. and master, mixing for the, and mastering works? Like we this? just keep saying a uh, farther month away. Like, right. for a long time, we're like, come out probably in January. And we're like, ah, January? Like, we recorded it in last summer. June yeah. of last year. Yeah. Like, it's just take, it's been such a long process. Sure. Because sure. we wanted, you know, it's our first like real release yeah. with like how the band is now. Because like even though we were a band in 2019, 2020, like we are not the band that we are now. Well, you were yeah. a new band then, so yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't play sure. like at all how we used to. Yeah. Um. So we really want to like get it right with yeah. all the mixing and everything. So all the recordings done. All the yes. recordings done. Yeah. 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 The uh, all the ingredients have been gathered now. The uh, yep. Preparation in the kitchen is happening. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. How, how many songs? 13 tracks, 10 songs. There's a few like intros, interludes. interludes. No skits, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do skits anymore. I, I uh, <laughs> years ago, I used to, I used to burn CDs for, you know, a lot of people in one year. I made my brother Chris a mixed CD. I think I've told you this before. I made him a mixed CD that was all just skits from rap albums like, like 75 minutes of just just dudes talking about just, nothing yeah setting yeah. up songs that never yeah. come yep that's yep. so funny yeah and like, at first he's like all right next track next track yeah super funny and he's like there's no songs on here are there i was like i don't know keep listening but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's solid so so no 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 skits on this one no skits on well this. there's one song that's kind of a skit in itself but it's like a four minute song also yeah um that we kind of regret ever playing but I you know, regret it i do it's a certified hit and you're welcome <laughs> Um, right. It's called Bug Fight. Yep. It's about a bug fight. A bug fight. Nice. A, yeah. Um, and people love it. And uh, yeah, people go crazy at live shows. So why it. do you regret it? Because I don't want to be known as the bug fight guys. Yeah, right. that's true. And we every get a, few every few years we get to we have a sudden fever and all of us pitch in and create one really silly but pretty solid song. Yeah. And then we can't so this escape a, it. This was a collaborative effort. Yes, yes, that one was everyone wrote. That one. Bug fight was made in a feverish afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? What other? Uh, do you guys have any other gigs lined up post Scissor Fight Tree? We got Melee. like not really around here. I believe June twenty fourth. Maybe we're playing with some other local bands. Uh, Grub Lord, who we absolutely love. They're so good. And then this band Hell Beach, who I think is like very new band, and cool. our very good friends uh, Kill Kenny and the Vandal 
Austin Kenny, who uh, he books all the shows for WSCA, local radio station. Nice, nice. In Portsmouth. Yeah, in Portsmouth. Well, not for long. Right, right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Do they... Have they figured out a new uh, new new home yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah. I know that as of June, they'll still be at that location because okay. that show will still be there. Sure. But um, I don't know after that. I know they're, yeah. they're, they've toured a few places, but otherwise, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. That was kind of the nice part about coming out of the pandemic. Well, you know, things happening again post-initial pandemic collapse. Yeah. Uh, right. Was we had had all this time kind of as a band to be like, okay, let's just keep practicing and keep like writing stuff and making new things. Like it was, it was like a two year period where we just kind of practiced and nobody knew who we were at all. So we showed up like, these guys are really good and have like a ton of stuff and are really like, yeah, because we just haven't done anything (laughs) since. Yeah. And WSA specifically has been like the place that we have like loved to play the most out of anywhere else. Just like, how many times have you played there? Oh, five, four, five. Too many. Yeah. (laughs) We play there all the time still. Yeah. yeah. I still book there. It's just like, it's a really nice space. It's a great location. Great people. Yeah. yeah. And the station's been super supportive of local and regional acts for, you know, a decade. Yeah. More. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, when you're like good friends with a guy who books somewhere, you just sure. get booked there a lot. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of nice for the... Two years, we had a, a once a week practice. There yeah. was like, you know, initial pandemic, of course not. But yeah. we actually, during, we did a socially distanced video at one point. Like we did like a full set in yeah. our drummer's driveway and we filmed it and recorded it. And we're like, this is so cool. <laughs> Never put it out <laughs> and we're not gonna. <laughs> There's a I'm couple of dead in the water things. Just cause you guys have progressed. Or sound much different. It wasn't recorded great sure yeah um lots of peaking just a different band and you know fair enough pandemic's well over now sure sure well like over over but conceptually in the in the minds of the yeah general general conscious according to um you know the u.s government and the cdc it'll be oh today is a tuesday it'll be over on thursday uh because the 11th is when they say it's officially the pandemic is officially over yeah yeah we got two more days in two days the pan the entirety of the global pandemic of coronavirus COVID is done yeah wow we did it folks i'm uh in my hands yeah (laughs) timely because i'm uh once we're done with this i'm actually going to the drugstore to get some home tests because they'll still be free from my insurance for two more days if I get it. Before the, <laughs> after that, I got to pay for it. And I'm like, that's a good plan. Yeah, that's yeah. A good plan. Get it then, because afterwards, I'm just being, you know, overreactive. That's crazy. Because yeah. like in two days, I was going to go start spitting in people's mouths again. And yeah, that was apropos of nothing. I just sure. decided it was time, like, <laughs> finally time to come Spring back. Spring is in the air. Spring is in the air. Time to start sneezing, coughing, wheezing. Right time up, to play right okay mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was funny because I I just uh, I just stopped wearing a mask at work. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, Evan and I work at the same place doing science shit. Yeah. Um, and I had worn a mask for the first like two months I was there, and it was one of those things that I was like, "All right, well, at some point, I'm probably gonna have to stop wearing a mask." So I just picked. May 1st and I was also like well they're not going to pay us for you know getting COVID soon so maybe I'll get it this first week and get some, get one last uh, one last batch of it um, yeah. you didn't you got it pretty soon after first starting there right yeah so I've had COVID twice now yeah both times I've been very lucky to not have like any symptoms at all yeah um, and this is also like I'm a very I'm a homebody to say right. the least. Sure. I was very cautious for the entirety of like, you know, but particularly the first couple of years pre um, vaccine. And then, you know, got the vaccine really early, still got it because, you know, that's how viruses sure. work. Uh, yeah. But so I got it pretty much. I started this job and then I got COVID immediately, right. which was super fun. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's not a, it's not a joke of a illness though. I will say, cause I know a lot of people who have had it, who have had lasting conditions beyond sure. this point. Sure. Yeah. Bringing down this music podcast with viral illness talk. I'm very excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've had it three times and uh, it's funny because like summer of 2019, I also got a concussion, oh, Jesus. which I've had like, I have post concussive syndrome mm. because of it, which 
you know, I'll go like six months. And I'm like, cool. I think that's over. And then I'll have some weird thing happen. I'm like, oh, that's that. And, but at this point I'm also like, I'm in my mid forties. So forgetfulness stuff like that. I'm like, is this concussive stuff? Is this COVID brain or is it just plain being old? So yeah, it's uh the possibilities yeah. are endless. Yeah, it's exciting. Have you had it at all? I had it once. I'm right. And then I kept on dodging it like so Yeah. Near misses. Mm-hmm. Like near misses. Near misses. Yeah. Like uh I went when I went on tour guitar teching, like three days later I got a call and my family was like, Yeah, we got COVID. I was yeah. like, Oh, it's crazy. I, mean, you know, I was testing every day on tour. So. Sure. And then while I was on tour, I missed going to this clutch show with our drummer, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, and he went to the show. And then the next day, he was like, yeah, I got COVID. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, thank God. <laughs> Turns out being on tour, doing concert shows at a different town every night, actually the safe Stay place for me. Sure. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, I'm still in its... I was going to say it's been a few months since I've been to a concert, but that's a lie. I was in a like three weeks ago, but I'm at this point, I'm like the only person at most shows that has a mask on and yeah, people are still giving me weird looks, but you know, yeah. I mean, I totally, yeah, I totally respect people that wear masks in group settings. I get it. Sure. Like hundred percent. Totally get it. But yeah, no, it is. It's I definitely like kind of, I think it was probably the first show we did. It was an outdoor show, but it was still strange to like look out and be like, this is a crowd of people that are literally shoulder to shoulder right next to each other yeah. yeah and that was like 2022 oh like summer 2022 that wasn't literally the first that wasn't literally the first show we that was the first fight. one that i that we count <laughs> <laughs> that was the first post pen yeah post uh, we call that our first show yeah yeah because uh, we, we played at stone church in july and that was like our actually our first show back after doing like we did like two shows 2020 mouth almighty yeah all the way to 2022, and then we had one show at Stone Church that started at 10 p.m. and yep. we were on last, and there was like nobody there. Yeah, and it was fine. Um, and then we played at uh, the Drift Collective, Drift Art House, actually. Yeah, because you know they changed it. Um, and we played with this band Dog Lips, who that's a great band name. Yeah, they are. They're, they're great. Really good. Yeah. They're great guys. Um, and their stuff is really cool. It's like surf punk, psych rock kind of right on stuff. Um, and it was supposed to be with three bands, but ended up one of them got COVID. Uh, and then it was just the two of us and it was this backyard show and it just, it filled up so fast. It was absolutely packed. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was yeah. a good time. And we actually, while on stage, uh, booked a show cause we were like, Hey, we got, we got another show, uh, tomorrow night in Alston. Yeah. Um, and someone was like, can you do a show on Sunday night? And I was like, book us front. And I went, okay. <laughs> and we got a DM like a few days later. Yeah. Right on. Nice. So I have to ask, because my, my brother Chris and my brother Tim years ago uh, used to be in a band together. Chris used to be a horn player in a band called Out of Print. What's it like being in a band with your brother? We fight all the time. It's literally like pure fisticuffs every yeah. single time in the green room right before we get on. Yeah, we're, yeah, there's always a green room. We have a phys- we have a physical altercation. Whoever comes out on top, they get to yeah. wear um We're like the, Oasis. Yeah. 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 That seems correct. Yeah. 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 Fucking hate this guy. I wish him nothing but the worst. It's Ooh, nice. A plague yeah. of locusts. He uh was trying to leave the band at one point. We yeah, I heard something about that. We were gonna yeah. have to try to find another bass player and I was like, that sucks because yeah. he's a great bass player. Right. And then he texted us like a few months later. I was like, not to pull a Romney, but I'm going to stay. After I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as I said earlier, I'm a very nervous human being, mm-hmm. uh, chronic anxiety and all that jazz. So I, yeah, playing, I, I played like, you know, in high school, lots of high school gigs. They're not good gigs. They're bad yeah. gigs. You're a teenager. You have no idea what you're doing and you're playing anywhere you want it or sure. you can get and so never was I on stage where I was like, this is a fun time. And I'm having a good time right now with these random people who would rather be anywhere else than seeing three teenagers playing right. yeah. music. Uh, so, yeah, it was just always like a collectively bad experience of like incredibly self-conscious, incredibly nervous. There's a big crowd of people. And then we played some of the, yeah, like the 2022 gigs was the first time I was like, oh, actually, this is fun because people are like 
into it and this band like makes sense and like people are here for the band specifically sure so it's kind of a more of a not even necessarily kind of an attitude shift but also more of like the entire kind of scene shifted to be like oh actually we want angry music now please yeah Yeah. um that was another big thing kind of coming out of the pandemic was seeing bands got angrier bands got angrier bands got way angrier because prior to this again reggae band nothing wrong with it i'm i'm down absolutely but uh not when you pair us with them that's gonna be a weird tone shift for people um but you know it was also funny is that we got heavier over the pandemic as well like by a lot and then everyone else got heavy and you're like oh thank god yeah like so now we have bills that actually make sense yeah there's like a genuine punk scene Mm -hmm. yeah which is nice did you guys grow up listening to heavy music i mean i know yeah i know you were big into a lot of punk uh you know, yep. Pennywise was like our favorite <laughs> album, not album, band, all yeah. or nothing. All or nothing. Album. It wasn't even, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even OG Pennywise. It wasn't even OG Pennywise. <laughs> that was, um, um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I mean, you knew the entirety of which Metallica album? Uh, Master of Puppets. By the age of nine? Yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great story. The first time uh, our dad played it for us, I went, Love that. Makes me want to punch something. <laughs> and I had him play um, Battery like three more times. And sure. I knew, like all the words yeah. really on the car ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spent our... How old were you? I don't know, like five or six. Third. Yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of our time in the car uh, driving to school in the morning and back home at night. It was like an hour trip both ways. So we, yeah, we just listened to... And our dad was very much like, oh, that's another radio. Here, we have an iPod and an audio jack, and here's what you're going to listen to. You're going to listen to good music. You're going to listen yeah. to good music. And, like, when we were really, really little, we got one of those little... Um, iPod Nanos. Not even... No, okay, so you got that. Shuffle. I got... No, we had we had the USB drive. The USB drive. I also had, had one of those. Yeah, it was a USB stick on one side, and on the other end was an audio jack and a little kind of screen display with a right, that's buttons. all that it was. And he's just... Like, the size of your thumb. Yep. And you just put plug that into iTunes, drag drop everything on you could on there, and that was kind of our basic basis for our musical yeah. upbringing. So it's like an iPod Shuffle. I had one of those. Yeah. That's what it was called. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. like... It almost looks like, like a little lapel lavalier yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, lower quality much lower quality yeah Um, and we kind of think that he experimented on us yeah i fully i'm convinced he experimented he gave me i mean well so i mean the beatles was kind of like hey what's the beatles and he goes oh well here's literally the entire beatles discography sure but yeah no he gave me jazz and like funk funk and um yeah like kind of a little yeah, upbeat. Joe chiller. Jackson, Elvis Costello, right? Upbeat, chiller upbeat, stuff. a little chiller stuff. Definitely, like I still had like ACDC and all that jazz. Yeah, um, and I got like Pennywise and Jet and Nirvana, right? And oh, I got Jet. Well, yeah, we both had we, Jet. We there's love, some overlap. We love Jet, but you <laughs> did, but you did get Nirvana, and I did not. Yeah, yeah, and that's where our, that's that's why we fight every every evening in the green room, regardless <laughs> of whether or not there's a show. It's just we find a room that's green and we fit the coats. <laughs> Green rooms, if you don't know, are always green. Are always, green rooms are always green, and in fact, every room that is green is a green room. <laughs> now I want to like go down a rabbit hole and look up the etymology of why they're actually called green rooms. That's a great question. But we, this is not that podcast. This is not that podcast. <laughs> we'll start another podcast. Why is it like this? Why is it called with Scott Chase? Room? Yeah, yeah. Um, right on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. We've come to the. Pre, you know the the prefab question Sweet. portion. So I'll throw the question out, and then whoever wants to answer for you, you, you both can give your answer. But whoever wants to answer first, um, what was your first live concert that you attended? Oh, it was, it was bad. The answer for both of these is bad because it was like we probably the same thing. Yeah, it was probably the same thing. It was probably, probably like live concert or live like show. Whichever. I guess we should, you know, we should, it should be one that we will go of our own volition. <laughs> like a show that you said, oh, I want to go to that and went to it. Yeah, that's a good uh, The first concert that I remember, yeah. like very uh-huh. vividly, um, it was Guns N' Roses, but like Vegas Guns N' Roses, sure. like DJ Ashba and right. Bumblefoot. But, right. You know, I didn't see Slash or anything. A devastating. Um, how was, how was that? I mean, I was young, so yeah. it was... Was I, it during their Vegas residency? No, no I wasn't I gotcha. in Vegas, no. Gotcha. It, I, it was... Um, it was in Worcester, right? So it was in Worcester, yeah. yeah. 
Um, actually, I saw a show there like very recently. Like, the first uh, time I've been back. Since the first time I've been back, and it was pointed out to me that that's where I saw Guns N' Roses. I was like, oh my god, that's right. Um, there's actually a picture of me I'll show to you after of me next to like a Guns N' Roses road case. And I'm nice. like this tall. Was that uh, did CKY open that show? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just um, says GNR there. That's all I know. Sure. It was the it was a Chinese democracy. That's tour. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Lasted Chinese for democracy. like eight years. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I um I got to see them three times on the Use Your Illusion tour. Uh yeah. way, way back when when you know Slash was well, I shouldn't say still in the band because he's in the band again now. But, yeah. 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 It was you know, we recently were at a band practice and we were listening to my favorite Guns N' Roses song from my childhood. Our collective favorite. Our collective. Guns all of everyone, us. Oddly, everyone's favorite Guns N' Roses every, song. Everyone in the band had this favorite Guns N' Roses song as a child and it was Mr. Brownstone. Sure. And we listened to that song and we're like, wow, this is just like a bad song. <laughs> like, <laughs> this song is not good by any means. Yeah. It's not memorable. Well, it's no, not that's catchy. not true. It is incredibly memorable because we knew every lyric. We did know every lyric. That's true. <laughs> and we knew the entire solo, but not before he started playing it. We were like, yes. oh, yeah, this part. And we were singing it in time with him. I don't necessarily think it's a terrible song. I just think it's so specifically guns and roses like it it's it's comical it's yeah it's comically guns and roses sure that is the way i can put it yeah guns and roses aren't gonna listen to this we're fine it don't listen to it it's a bad song <laughs> what was your first my first concert that i remember it two, i have two things so i remember we've seen jocket murphy's more times than i could count it's sure uh, so I think that's probably the first like concert that I remember who the band was, but I also have this very specific memory of like, I'm, you're probably four. And so I'm eight years old and we're in this CD dive bar on a Sunday in God knows where, because I'm eight and I have a blue slicked up mohawk that our stepmom did for me. And we're in this, we're in this terrible like CD bar and there's this band on stage, and it's not any band that I'm there for, because um, we were going to go see my dad play some CD bar. This is years and years and years and years and years ago. And I can't remember what the band that was on before him was, but I just remember at eight years old, Blue Mohawk, little kid, and I turn to my stepmom and I go, these guys are bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, they leave, and she leans over and she goes, I know, but we still got to clap at the end. And I went, okay. <laughs> yeah. What's your other answer? Uh, oh, it was Jackie Murphy's. Just, I remember oh, yeah. seeing them play and being like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Murphy's are nuts. They are, they are nuts. Murphy's on a, in Boston on St. Patrick's Day is possibly the rowdiest I'll ever see. I don't think I've ever people. seen that, actually. It's, I've never been to St. I watched show. the dude's tooth get knocked out. I, I watched the tooth fly. It was crazy. I will, the craziest lineup I've ever seen was uh, in this order. Agnostic Front. Yep. Bim Scala Bim. Yep. Drop McMurphy's. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was the craziest lineup I've ever sure. seen. Did you see the ska dark side of the moon from Bim Scala Bim right into Dropkick Murphy? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. Mind-boggling. That's a pretty good one. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Figured that was going to be the answer. Yeah, sorry. I don't, no, the don't Stone, be sorry. The Stones songs are fine. There's they don't soundtracks. need to be six minutes. <laughs> like, very accurate. They can be a minute 30 and yeah. the Stones would be much better. Right. I mean, some of their early stuff from like 63, 64 is like a minute 59. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, but that's also the era of the Stones I don't like. Perfect. Yeah. So wait, are you a Stones over Beatles? It's tough for me to answer that, actually, because like I grew up... On the Beatles, like my mom yeah. loves the Beatles. Like I was familiar with the family road trips. We always listened to the Beatles. Stones weren't played in the house at all. And was very much like, a, oh, this is a bad, bad, not like they're not talented. Like They're like, they're like, like evil. Yeah. They're, like, evil. yeah. Like they're on the, the devil's, devil's payroll. And the Beatles so, were not on the devil's no, payroll. No. Um, so it wasn't until I was an adult that I really kind of delved into the Stones. Um I'm more of a Stones guy now, but I, I don't know. I, I definitely recognize 
the Beatles place in music history and like is one of the cornerstones of, I mean, the stones are important too, but it's, they're different animals too. Cause the yeah. Beatles were an active band for seven years where the stones have been a band for Ever. 50 plus years. Yeah. So there's been like multiple iterations. Like the Beatles never had a chance to make, I mean, debatable with magical mystery tour or or um yellow submarine but they never really made any mediocre records like yeah. seven yeah. years and i think they made 14 records in seven years yes yeah. also cool. a crazy output for that time i didn't know seven yeah oh yeah months. no they were not a band for very long yeah at all 63 to beginning of 1970 is when they called it quits yes yeah. like and they and, made some of like that's the thing where it's like yes the stones are a good band but it's like the sheer output and variance right. in seven years the output of the Beatles pure, like, like hits like yeah like yeah like you get you get meet the Beatles all the way to like Abbey Road and like uh let it be is that the that's the album yes yeah. Yeah. like that's a crazy arc to go on in not even a decade yeah like in the space that it took Metallica to release their new album you know from the last album they did to the new one the Beatles released <laughs> all of their albums in that time. Like, yeah. like altered the face yeah. of music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy too, like just how the music business has changed. Cause now, particularly with like huge bands like that, mm -hmm. it can be four, five, six, seven years between albums where in the sixties and seventies, it was like every six months, Hey, you got to have a new record. I mean, yeah. the first three black Sabbath albums all came out within 18 months. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know, also, you know, back then, albums were like 33 minutes long, where, you know, a lot of times now they're... Uh, Depends on the genre. But yeah, well, certainly in the 90s, when I started buying albums, like my own music for the first time, most albums were like 65 to 75 minutes, where I think people are kind yeah. of... I think it's also a medium thing, right? Because sure. you have records being able to hold only so much data, and then you right. get into CDs, which can have a lot larger size yeah, files. Yeah, like, on let's fill this up. Yeah. yeah. But now I think... Because by and large, people are listening to music digitally again. It's more focus on individual songs as opposed to the album as a presentation. That's actually the biggest thing. We focused on this album as a presentation of the album. Nice. Like yeah. there's a flow to it. Yeah. And there's like things go into each other. And because like one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Slip by Quicksand. Yep. That was like a big inspiration for like, like these, like you can listen to all these individually. But there is like a distinct flow and vibe that's cultivated throughout the album, and so you know. that's a great album. I have, yeah. a, I have a slip tattoo. I know you do. Yeah. They posted it on their story on yeah. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, oh "I know that guy." I took a screenshot. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> nice. um, um, yeah, that's a great band. I know that skin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars for sure for me. I don't think Alex has a preference. Maybe. Um, which Star Trek? You tell me. I think it's Universal. Like when I say Star okay. Wars, I mean specifically. Universal. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Snack, and that's pretty. I'm gonna go shit. with Star Wars for world building. Yeah. Star Trek has a little bit less of. I don't know. My problem with Star Wars is consumerism. I guess. Yeah. Current Star Wars, notwithstanding. Yeah. No, the current Star Wars are really good, though. I enjoyed them. Andor is fantastic. I haven't seen the newest <sighs> stuff. If anyone any hasn't seen Andor and is listening to this podcast, turn the podcast off, go watch the entirety of Andor, <laughs> come <laughs> back. It's about two minutes left of audio, but I promise you it's <laughs> worth it. Um, yeah, I would say Star Wars, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. Star Trek's I great. generally don't like consumerism, and it's just, like, so everywhere that it drives me a little bit crazy definitely everywhere yeah. especially since i mean it was kind of always everywhere like in my lifetime late 80s early 90s not as much but certainly since disney took it over it's been like yeah hey did you know star wars is a thing every day but yeah, every single day yeah all right uh how about cats or dogs cats, cats. all right sweet that's a cut and dry one. There's no, there's no deliberation. We've had yes. one dog ever. Yeah. At our mom's house. Kiva. She's a greyhound. Love yeah. that dog to death. Yeah. It's because she's a cat. It's because she's a cat. Because <laughs> that dog is a cat yeah. and heart. She's yeah. Very similar. Very sweet. Very Greyhounds quiet. just sleep all day. Very, very skittish dog. Yes. yes. A lot less now, though. Really? Yeah. In her old age, she doesn't care anymore. 
Well, she also can't really see or hear you, so. <laughs> but yes, absolutely cats. Cats, like, I don't know, you develop a... I like dogs. They're very friendly. And sure. They're fine. Like cats, like, you like, develop kind of a more deep relationship with, I guess. I don't know. Like, cause for them because, to like you. Yeah, for them to like you. Like, cats have to build that kind of trust and, like, you have to kind of respect their boundaries in a way. You have to earn the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so this per- this cat and I like each other. It's because we put the time in and, like, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Dogs are like, hey, you're a person. You're warm. <laughs> you have hands. Can yeah. you pet me? You're like, yeah. okay, yeah. But. Yeah. Um, a It doesn't have to be the ultimate one, but, like, a favorite book. Ooh. I'll be honest, I don't read that much. <laughs> uh, there is this great book called House of the Scorpion. It's a sci-fi novel. It takes place in a not-too-distant future. It's uh, I think it's technically a YA novel. I got handed it at like, when I was like 12. Um, when you were a YA. When I was a YA. And it, um, it takes place in... Uh, this the kind of border right between Mexico and the U.S. and this kind of uh, no man's land, and it is at a time where you are. It's like a little bit in the future. There's like cloning technology. Um, the Earth is dealing with climate change. Oh, I have a couple books actually I need to talk about now. I'll take. I could take it. Take it you can take it. Yeah, but it's a really it's a really good book, and it deals with a lot of like personhood and. Uh, the idea of being your of being like a product or being like cattle as a human it's it's really good and like deals with a lot of like really kind of like heavy subjects that like as a 12 year old I was like oh my god like right. kind of the first time I was being exposed to like the idea of this like you know capitalist dystopia I um, I remember you had those books in our room and I skimmed a little bit and I stole all that from the dictionary <laughs> <laughs> alright fair enough um other book that I read recently that I really loved um, is Kim Stanley Robinson's uh, oh geez, I forgot entire, Ministry for the Future, which yeah. also deals with climate change and takes place in kind of, I mean, again, the immediate future, if not now, where uh, climate change kind of wrecked things. And it follows uh, this organization called the Ministry of the Future as they tried to kind of like prevent uh, climate change. And it's incredibly radical and very... Um, it goes into a lot of the economics and kind of social structures, like how this kind of global change would operate, like the financial institutions, how you incentivize them. And then, you know, it also deals with like the need for uh, ego terrorism in as like a Avenue to actually get change in order to, for the survival of humanity and kind of the moral complications of that. Yeah. That's great. Um, Yeah. Those are the two, both dystopian novels, but they're, they're pretty great. I'd say my favorite book I ever read. And this was, you know, the opinion of a uh, 12-year-old. Yeah. So I don't know if book people will like this answer. <laughs> but I really enjoyed The City of Ember. Really? You know, yeah. Did you read the second one? I started it and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I stopped reading it. Yeah, City of Ember is um, pretty good. But right now I'm reading, I just started Dave Grohl's book. Yeah. So I'm trying to get back into Story reading. Storyteller. Storyteller, which, you know is great so far i listened to the the audio book version of it um it, it was great it was it was tough because the last couple chapters he talks about like his his friendship with taylor hawkins i finished it and literally like like two days oh, later is when taylor oh, died. i was like Christ. oh shit yeah but it's heavy yeah. Yeah. yeah um but i was reading that one and i was reading i found this really cool book that's literally just like um, like photocopies, of, like the inside is like pictures of Kurt Cobain's journals. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I've been reading those, which nice. is um as confusing and jumbled as it is because it's not it's not like a story. It's sure. just like you know someone's notebook. Yeah. Um, I find handwriting a lot easier to read. Yeah, interesting. Like it's, because it's like they're all different. I right. can't mix them up. Right. Nice. If you read my handwriting, you wouldn't find it easier. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible handwriting. Yeah. All right, and last question, possibly the most important question. We all get asked this when we're a kid, and then when we become adults, no one asks us anymore. What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, oh. darn. I was just having a conversation about it. Give me two seconds. Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus? Obviously. Are Brontosaurus? And they were doubting that it was real for a while. Oh, so, they, so it's... 
So it's, it's real. officially the brontosaurus. The is brontosaurus is back again. The issue is we have a zoologist for stepmother. So if right. we if we if you're telling lies, we're going to never hear the answer. Well, I picked a vegetarian dinosaur. You picked so a vegetarian dinosaur. She's going to like that. Brontosaurus <laughs> is pretty fantastic. Long? Are you kidding me? Long neck, little head. I think I'm going to go classic. I'm going to say Velociraptor, just because they are little weird chicken creatures. They're terrifying. I, they are terrifying. They're the scariest dinosaur. Yeah, that's kind of why I like them. Because the T-Rex, I think, is overrated. No offense to T-Rex lovers, but I think the T-Rex is overrated. Big head, little arms. Yeah, whatever. If you were a dinosaur. Oh, Triceratops. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Triceratops. I feel like I'm more Velociraptor. You're more Velociraptor, I'm more Triceratops, yeah. No. I was, like, crestfallen when I found out that, like, the Velociraptors actually don't... Yeah, they're much smaller. They're, like... (laughs) That's my favorite part about them, Slightly bigger than a chicken. (laughs) Yeah, my Uh, favorite part about them is the tiny chickens. Yeah, the Jurassic Park are not actually Velociraptors at all, but they were, like... Well, Velociraptor is a cooler name than I forget which dinosaur those actually were. Yeah. I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to guess on, on, on recording. <laughs> no, no, Stevosaurus. No. Yeah. 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 All right. What uh, dinosaur would you be? Triceratops. Triceratops. Oh, man. You get those front. Okay. On, if man. I got to choose what I would be, yeah. but I'm going with like what I am. Oh, like in your soul. In my soul. Yeah. Do you think I'm Triceratops? In, in your soul? soul, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. You're slow moving. Which one is... <laughs> Damn. <no. laughs> is that, is that Allosaurus? They're also big with a long neck, but they they've are. got that weird bump. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. They're the ones in the Seems first flashy. Jurassic Park. They're like... <laughs> so much. Like, yeah, we get it. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm actually getting a dinosaur tattoo tomorrow. Really? Um, what dinosaur? Um... Tough to say, really. So it's a, it's, it's a surprise. No, it's, I think it's probably a T-Rex. Um, so I, it was, I'm, so I'm getting my mermaid tattoo finished mm-hmm. tomorrow, but I had this idea cause I've never like I, most of my tattoos I've gotten in one session. And so the couple times where I've had a tattoo like finished or whatnot, mm-hmm. I've always got something else as well. So that there was like something new right. as well. And I, I just happened to go into Trader Joe's last week and I was buying some groceries and Marissa, the girl who rang me up had just been doodling. And I was like, sweet dinosaur. And she's like, do you want it? And I was like, sure. She's like, here you go. So she has no idea. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. It was just, a, it's a <laughs> random, stellar. like, it's not a, it's a, actually, I have it in my it's not it's not an impressive drawing it was fun and i'm just like yeah. and it's not even someone that i'm super close friends with so it'll be like oh i'll be like hey look at this but that's literally <laughs> it's just like a anthropomorphic it's almost like a like a kidney bean mm-hmm. with 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 a tail and it says <laughs> rar on it so and i'm getting the rar too so. of course sweet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Awesome. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the show next week. Hopefully, this wasn't too painful for you guys. No, no. Awesome. Look Thanks. forward to the album, also. Very much looking forward to that. Some January. Look forward to buying out. Doug shirts at Doug.cool. <laughs> oh yeah, we own the URL Doug.cool. We didn't talk about that at all. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now we're gonna print more shirts. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right on. Really, hopefully. <laughs> you need to pay rent. Buy our shirt. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you.